0: Hi, this is The Women Who Bring to Life What's Next, a podcast series by Capgemini Invent. In this series, we explore how some of the world's most successful women leaders transform their businesses, connect humans and technology, and make a difference in the world. My name is Courtney Pace. I'm the head of strategy and private equity for Frog, a Capgemini Invent company. Today, I'm joined by Tiffany Danielle, who is the CFO at Union Square Hospitality Group. Tiffany, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks, Courtney. I'm so excited to be here and have this discussion.
0: What an incredible role as CFO. You've been in finance, broadly speaking, throughout your career, but in a bunch of different roles. Tell me a little bit about how you got to Union Square Hospitality and some of the most pivotal moments along your journey here.
1: Sure. I started out my career in investment banking right out of college. I was in a consumer and retail group and moved on to private equity after that. It just seems like the next logical step, I joined a middle market consumer retail private equity fund as well. And the recession in 2008 is really what I think set my next path forward. During the recession, it was not the best environment for a consumer focused fund. It gave me the opportunity to step back and determine what did I really want to do in my career? Did I want to stay in private equity and stay in a more traditional finance role? Or did I want to move on? And I had the opportunity to join what was then Liz Claiborne in a strategy M&A business development role, which allowed me to leverage my prior skills, but really be a part of a company. And that was the Thing that I looked most about private equity was getting to know the management teams and how excited they were to drive value and grow their own brands. Mm-hmm. And when I made that move over to be a part of the company, that really set the course for the rest of my career. I got to work directly with our brand teams, our operators, our marketers, our inventory planners, and our international leaders. So at Liz Claiborne and then moving into the Kate Spade brand, I got to see a lot of growth. I got to work very closely with the operations and really just love being part of a brand and being a part of a team that all had the same goal to do everything to prop up a business that we were all passionate about. During my time at Kate Spade, I got to Head up international finance. I worked on all of our international business development deals, new partnerships. I was the head of corporate FPA, so I got to be involved with all of our public company earnings calls. Uh, so, having a lot of different opportunities across functions of finance really gave me the skill set that I need for my role today as CFO moving into Union Square Hospitality Group, I've always been passionate about restaurants here in New York, even though most of my career was in fashion and retail. And when the opportunity to join USHG as its next CFO arose, it was difficult for me to say no to (laughs) that opportunity. I've been such a fan of Danny Meyer and the restaurants here, Shake Shack and Union Square Cafe and Gramercy Tavern, when I had the opportunity to meet with a team that was really focused on culture and wanting to bring joy to people's lives, I
0: knew that was the right team for me. So that is how I got to where I am today. I love it. Born out of a difficult time and a reflective moment. It's incredible. I'm curious, did stepping into a C-suite role for the first time feel different than any of your other roles or promotions in the past? Absolutely.
1: For most of my career, I was on the strategic finance side, Um, not so much accounting, not so much on treasury and controllership. I've always touched those aspects, but in a CFO role particularly, having ownership of all aspects of accounting and finance was a little bit scary. It was me as the person who's signing off on audits, who's working with our tax advisors who's also trying to work with our investors and manage a very small team. For me, that was an adjustment, really understanding that I am the one in charge of this whole very important function for a smaller company, but a big set of responsibilities that have come my way that I took for granted as a part of larger public companies.
0: Mm -hmm. How did you shift your mindset to gain the confidence to be able to do that?
1: I'll tell you at the beginning, I didn't have the best (laughs) confidence. I joined USHG when we were in the pandemic. It was October 2020. All of the restaurants are shut down. We had just opened a couple of the restaurants for 25% indoor capacity. And then two or three weeks later, everything was shut down again for indoor dining. And, you know, trying to make sense of where the different businesses were and cash flows. I remember sitting here in my office and one of our founding partners, Richard, he saw me. I think I had my head down trying to take stock of what I had just done and jumped into. And he was like, are you okay? I was like, I think so. Like, I don't know what I've done. I don't know what I'm doing. Can I do this? And he just told me, we are all here to support you. This is a crazy time. And every single one of us believe in you. When I didn't believe in myself, you know, this is my first CFO role. This is in the pandemic and trying to figure everything out at a new company, no less, and in what I'll say, a newer industry for me. So having a supportive executive team made all the difference in the world for me to start gaining confidence. And that's where I think it's so important to find the right place with the right people. Culture is such a big factor in making the decision on where to spend your time. Because for me, I would not have made it through the past couple of years of different variants and shutdowns and labor challenges if I didn't have the
0: support of the entire executive team here. It's huge. It's a perfect segue. Maybe let's spend a minute talking about culture. Union Square Hospitality Group is, of course, a hospitality company that cares so deeply about making its guests feel welcome. And Danny Meyer has a very, very strong leadership culture of caring for all of your employees. I'm curious how the external culture of hospitality that you exhibit to so many of us who enjoy all of your restaurants seeps into the internal culture.
1: Yeah, of course. Danny has written a book about culture and leadership, and it's called Setting the Table. He wrote it back in 2006, but so many of the themes resonate today. What he has instilled in founding this company and building this company is a real care for our employees and our people. Call it the virtuous cycle. It's about spreading what we call enlightened hospitality. But the virtuous cycle really starts with making sure that you are taking care of your people. Then you move on to making sure we're taking care of our guests, making sure we're taking care of our community and our suppliers. And investors are important, but if you follow that order, then ideally the returns should come for investors. And so with every single employee that we are hiring, we're looking for what we call 51 percenters. You want people who can, technically do the job, of course, and have the right skills, but you want people that are going to skew a little bit more towards emotional intelligence, that caring quality, and at the end of the day, being good people. Those are the people that you want to work with. That's something you can't really teach. And for me, it's the interviewing process is very different. We're looking for the right fit When I was looking for my next leadership role, hoping to step into that CFO role, uh, going through other interview processes, they were giving me personality tests and quizzes about what did I do to create value. With USHG, it was really making sure that I would fit in with the team and that I was the right cultural fit as a leader of this company.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Let's spend a little bit of time there. Tiffany, how would you describe your own leadership style?
1: Think of my own leadership style as compassionate, but straightforward. It's really important to be honest with your team, with your peers, but to do it with care. In fact, when I was at Kate Spade, I was in a role that led our financial planning, working with our investor relations team, on our communications during earnings season. And in working with our teams, our Kate Spade's CEO, he had come up with a nickname for me, which was the Dark Angel. (laughs) And it has stuck with me. And it's something that I would say I'm proud of. In times of, you know, when things aren't completely ideal and everything isn't all sunshine and rainbows, It's important to give people the truth, but to do it in a way that is caring and compassionate. What our CEO knew at the time was that he could come to me for the facts. And while people may want to, say, soften the blow and not make things seem that bad when you're speaking to an executive, it's important to be straightforward and honest. Otherwise, people aren't going to have the tools and the information to make the right decisions. It's important to be able to give feedback to my team. It, It sounds like a cliche, but it is a gift to be able to give feedback because it shows that you care. You want your team to get better. You want them to succeed. I know earlier in my career, I struggled with that and how you do that in a way that's, not going to hurt somebody's feelings, but that's also something that shouldn't allow you or stop you from telling them things that will ultimately make your relationship better or help them in their own roles.
0: For sure. And sounds as if it's very in line with the culture of the company as well. Absolutely. So having been in both finance and consumer for a little while, you have a unique view of how these industries have shifted and changed over time. What do you think are the biggest forces that are impacting your work today? Some of the biggest
1: impacts right now are around labor. It's been a tough labor market, not just for us, but across the board. A lot of people left New York City. We've found that people have moved to places with a lower cost of living. So finding the right people in this market for the past two years has been very difficult. What I'll say is that it's our people in the hiring and in our management teams in the restaurants and here out of our corporate office that have had such a laser focus on making sure that we find the right cultural fit, and people who can do the jobs to enhance everything that we're trying to do
0: here. Amazing. So, of course, technology can be a huge facilitator of getting to better business outcomes, but we often think about humans and technology as being at odds, almost a human versus machine type of dynamic. I'm curious, for a hospitality company that's so focused on the human experience, how do you and your team think about leveraging technology within your work today?
1: Absolutely. Technology is definitely at the forefront of everything that we're doing. What I will say, the good thing about the pandemic was it did allow us to reset and think about the right strategies to move forward when the restaurants were able to reopen. And we hired a chief technology officer during that time who has partnered with every single one of us on the management team to determine what do we need that will help drive efficiencies for our people and make their lives easier? What can we invest in to make sure that we're efficient across the organization? We've invested in a new ERP. We have consolidated all of our point of sale systems across every single business, driving consistency as to how our sales are reported, what we're ringing in and processes. We've invested in new people management and our hourly labor management through a platform that you can use on your phone to clock in and clock out to schedule people ahead of time. And technology has enabled us to have a better experience for our employees and ultimately for our guests. We're better able to understand our customer now. Being able to target emails in a better way. And we have new loyalty programs to encourage people to come to daily provisions, as an example. They get rewards. These are all things that we didn't have prior to the pandemic, and they are all enabled by our investments in technology.
0: Amazing. What's next? What's next for USHG?
1: You know, this coming year, 2023, and I don't want to jinx us, but we're hopeful that 2023 will be the first normalized year. And when I say that is we're still living with COVID. But in my time of two years plus at USHG, we've been riddled with capacity regulations and vaccine mandates and we've had some protests across our businesses. So we are looking forward to, knock on wood, a fully operational year, a year for us to really focus on growth and profitability, really trying to drive those efficiencies across all of our businesses while maintaining our culture of hospitality and not forgetting about who we are as a company and what we're trying to do for our people.
0: I can't even imagine what these past couple of years have been like. Few industries have been hit as hard by COVID as the restaurant and hospitality industry. So what you all have been able to do has been incredible. And then what's next for you, Tiffany? What would you like your legacy to be as you think to the future? As I think about the future
1: here at USHG, I would love for us to start driving some real growth. And when I say growth, it's not just about revenue and profits, but also about our footprint. We are primarily based here in New York, but we have a few brands that we're hopeful about for the future to be able to get outside of New York and really continue to grow our scale and our employment footprint. We have been able to add back so many employees over the past two years. When I joined USHG after the initial shutdowns, I believe it was something around less than 50 employees. Pre-pandemic, it was close to 3,000. I I could be wrong on those exact numbers, but from having 3,000 employees down to less than 50 and to be back up close to 3,000 again across all of our businesses. Feels really great. We want to keep being able to extend enlightened hospitality. It's not just about opening new restaurants, but we want to bring joy and happiness to people. That's really what hospitality is. People think about it as, oh, I got great service at this restaurant. Hospitality is about the way that you make people feel. And that is something that will stick with you. I'd say for me personally, what's next, I hope I can see a lot of growth here at the company, but I also want to be able to do things to help others who are like me throughout my career. I try to take the opportunity to meet with people who do reach out to me. I met with a young woman who is an investment banking associate, was at my alma mater bank, is an asian woman and wanted to get into hospitality industry and i'm not one to take a ton of cold call or cold emails but that really spoke to me and where i can have the opportunity to provide some insight or advice to others who are looking to follow a similar path i love doing outreach and mentorship opportunities with, with the University of Virginia, and I've met with their outreach partners here in New York to determine how I can help other women, both from our school and who have similar backgrounds to me. I want to do whatever I can in my role and in my position, both in the industry, but just honestly in, in the world of helping to elevate other women, other women of color into more leadership roles, more for-profit board roles, and
0: just do my part. Amazing. So, so needed. Last question, perhaps the most important, do you have a favorite spot in New York?
1: Ooh, you can't pick a favorite child. (laughs) (laughs) And what I will say is that prior to joining USHD, Myelino was my favorite. It has not reopened at the original location, but we do have a pop-up of it. And that has brought me such happiness, having that food and being back in a version of what Myelino was. So will say that that's kind of my more nostalgic favorite, but I do love all of the restaurants. Daily Provisions is pretty heavy rotation for me and the kids for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'll make that plug. You can get every single meal at Daily Provisions.
0: <laughs> Tiffany, thank you so much for spending this time with us today. It's been incredibly inspiring to hear about your journey, your style, your vision for the future, and how much you've been helping others. USHG has found an incredible 51 percenter in you, and we're excited to follow along in all your future success. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me.